Welcome back. Hi, friend. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this is the Connected Calm Life. I live in long-term recovery, and what that means is I haven't had a drink. Yeah, no vodka martinis or any of the mind-altering substances, including Snickers bars, since 1996. That's a long time. Yeah. Ugh, sometimes it's hard to believe. But the good news for you is that you're here and I'm going to share about recovery and emotional wellness and all things to keep you connected and calm. Today, I have my one of my gal pals. Uh, she is a parenting expert and I just love her to death. I'm really thrilled to have her on the show with me. She's going to be a regular contributor She'll be showing up from time to time to share experience, strength, and courage around parenting. Because let's face it, if you're a parent and you're walking this path, it is hard. I mean, if you're walking any path, it's hard. So she has lots of insight and great wisdom behind her, and I'm excited to introduce her to you. So let's get into today's show. Oh, P.S. If you have not joined the Connected Calm Life community... Get in there, please. You're, you're like missing out. Okay, let's go. I have to start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you start it. I'm like, you look so calm. Okay. Hi, this is Steph, and you're listening to The Connected Calm Life. That's right. The Connected Calm Life. So glad you're here today, Steph. Nice to be here. So good. So good. Oh my God. It's another day of surviving. (laughs) Parenting. (laughs) Yep. I just was cleaning the house before we even got on the podcast. Oh my goodness. So if you're new to the podcast, Steph is in the community. She is a long-term friend of mine. I've known Steph 10 years. Yeah. Probably, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Because how old is your oldest? 13. 13. Yeah. So maybe 11 years, a long time. Uh, So we have hung out, we have traveled together. We have uh, shared meals. We have, um, what else have we done? We've, I get a lot of advice from her around parenting. She has an awesome blog and newsletter called parent differently. You can follow her along. She also has a really good Instagram. I mean, seriously, so good. Uh, Those reels are keeping me goofy. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, <laughs> but I've, I've talked about not being on my social game on the show before because it's just too mm-hmm. much for me. Uh, yeah. How do you do it? You know, I think it's a creative outlet for me. Uh, so it makes it easy for you. It makes it very easy for me. And it actually rises to the top of my priority list. So even if my kids are home like they are this week, um, it's, if I do that one thing, that yeah. one thing is Instagram. And then I feel like I've gotten something done for the day. Right. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. incredible. I mean, I think everyone has their thing, right? I mean, that's why we're on the podcast. I know. I'm like, what's my <laughs> thing again? What is my we're thing? Talking. Here's our thing. Here's your thing. Right. My thing is the podcast, right? It my is. thing is my voice. Right. I, I was driving yesterday thinking about like, what am I doing again with my life? What's what's going on here? I was like, what? Why am I having these thoughts? I think this is where uh, it's like this constant evolution of 
going deeper in my recovery and being really honest with myself and the direction that mm-hmm. I want to go in my life. Yeah. Do you yeah. face that? I do. I do. I'm constantly what does it look battling like for you that. when you're facing like, what am I doing? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I, I was raised to be so type A. Yeah. <laughs> you are super sometimes type a. I'm so, and, but I, it comes at a cost and it's like, I'm fiercely loyal and I'm fiercely like uh, committed to the list and like, I'll get that Instagram done. Um, and sometimes I forget I don't have to be that way. <laughs> that like, that doesn't have to define me. Um, and that does take a lot of personal reflection and honesty saying like, do you, is this really who you are at the core? And it really isn't. <laughs> this was just something that I was made into. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that makes me, me. But there are so many other things to me mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, I'm discovering, right? It's like, what am I doing with my life? Do I really want to be on a schedule every day? Do, okay. <laughs> Do I really want to be on a schedule every day? This is not what I want to be doing. No. That is what vacation no. gave me when we went away. Mm-hmm. Right? I, re- I put the pen to paper and I was like, okay, G-O-D. I went into the ocean of yam and I just got super clear that the schedule situation, no bueno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's yeah. like going against the grain. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's hardwired in me to be like, go. Well, it was modeled, yeah. you know, and it's the other thing for me that rest really helps to bring up. It's like, what am I missing doing? Right. What am I missing? And like, when I was off this weekend, it was like, I'm really missing writing and I'm really missing like, like making things. And it's like, it's great to sit in a, you know, at the poolside for hours on end. And I love reading. I love reading. And so I'll read for hours. But if I come up for air for a minute, I'll be like, mm, I really like want to be talking about my mission. Like, <laughs> like I really want to be talking about gratitude and parenting and, you know, choosing yourself. And mm-hmm. it's like, and that comes out of me in writing. Um, for you, it comes out in talking. But for me, it's writing. And it's um, it's really nice because you know, you don't have to be on a schedule to make things and create and bring beauty into the world. Like, it's kind of like you need to, like, you need to commit. When I wrote the book that I'm writing right now, it was during the pandemic and I committed to writing 500 words a day. I know you were crazy about that. You were just like on it. I was like, but that saved me. That saved me. Yeah, it did. And it's interesting how the type A, that protector in a way, right. Saved Mm -hmm. me during that crisis. Um, but then it's sort of like when you're in the in the moment, you got to let go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't be so like scheduled and so rigid. It's, so it's kind of this funny balance where it's like, no, you really do. Like I also paint on the side and it's like, no, you really do need to paint every week stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you, you feel lacking if you don't. Right. But that's where this, like the self-awareness of honesty comes into play. Yes. Right. It's like how we say, I'll do it later, or I don't need to do that today. Yeah. Um, 
I can okay. skip it because I have laundry to do. Yeah. Right? And like other what things I call like priority. a to choose yourself first mentality. Mm. Right. So it's like, of course, everything else matters. Of course, sitting with your kid and playing Pokemon for an hour matters. But like, have you done that for yourself yet today mm-hmm. or this week? Right. And it's like, maybe you should think about that as a priority. Like that needs to be top dog. Um, And so, yeah, it's interesting. You sit there and these things come up and you miss them when you rest, but then you're still not doing them when you're in your regular life. Right. And you get, you get right back from vacation or right back from that pause and you get right back, at least for me, right back into routine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like this week I haven't killer. painted. It's it's been on my list all week and I haven't painted. <laughs> no. Right? It's just this funny thing where it's like it's there's something that there's a barrier we put up that I think it really is rooted in like fear. It's like if I go there, what's gonna happen? Like Maybe I'm not going to show up to the page that day, right? Maybe the writing's going to stink. Maybe the painting's not going to go the way I planned, right? And it's like, I'd prefer to be over here in the list where it's achievable, right? The list is really easy. And, you know, sitting with my son and giving him that hour feels so good. And it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if I do that every single day, the resentment is going to build. And that's just reality. (laughs) And there's not really like, the only thing you can do is you can say, well, I need to value myself just as much as I value my relationship with my children. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I get excited about talking about with parents like all the time. Besides reading my book. (laughs) The other day I bought, uh, what is it? The Bazaar. Is it Bazaar? Yeah. Oh, one of your mags. Bizarre. Well, I haven't, what I realized is that I haven't bought any magazines. Uh, I used to be really into fashion magazines, really like that was my world. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it shifted into mm-hmm. like health and wellness. It's all this, you know, mindfulness, meditation. And I was like, no, I am no longer doing this. And uh, Renee Zellweger's on the cover of Bizarre. And I was like, yes. There you go. And, and I bought this and it just sat here for like a week. And then last night I grabbed it and just indulged. And I read every article. I read the full article about Renee. I read an article about mommies and mushrooms and psychedelics, <laughs> right? Because of recovery. I want to be like, what's going on there? Uh, there I, I read a little work. I I read another article on just the fashion, like the icons that are kind of popping up right now. I was like, this is what's necessary in my life right now. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. typically I am like, okay, it's go time after dinner and I have to clean up. I have to be busy. I have to be with my son. I have to like, I don't really have to do that Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And it felt really good taking that Mm -hmm. time out. Uh, but I think there's something about neglecting oneself becomes the way of life yeah. and we forget. I like, I forgot that I love fashion magazines. 
I mean, I went to art school and didn't paint for 10 years. It's crazy to me. And it's, yeah. And I was, I definitely was self-sacrificing before I had kids. And so when I had my first child, it was so easy. It was like, oh, I already, I already martyr. I'm already, like, I'll, I'll keep going. Yeah. I was brought up to just grit and bear it and, you know, do what you have to do mm-hmm. to get through um, the day. And so parenting was hard as shit. But so hard. I grinned and bared it. And I got through those first five years and they were really, really hard. Um, what was the shift? when? So at uh, five, I'm thinking like when Adrian was five, I was like, uh, my head oh, I know. I, and then I had two when he was, when mine was five. Right. I had a five-year-old. Like, went and in again like crazy. Two-year-old. Yeah. Um, I mean, God bless the mothers that have five. Oh my. Um, and I'm a gold of five. Amy Harris so, has eight kids. I'm like, how is that possible? Like, oh my God. Bronwyn. I'm the oldest of five. So oh I get God. it. Um, and that's where it all began. Um, the shift for me came from this one. I, I remember it's this one moment where I had had enough. And I was... You know, as parents, and especially as mothers, we get to a place where we've had enough. Yeah. And sometimes you say, I've had enough, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to drink. <laughs> or I'm going to go, and I'm going to sit in the living room until 3 a.m., and I'm going to be on my phone. And we indulge, and that's one way to handle it. Yeah. And I had done that for a long time, but this time I was at a point where I was just, it was too much. I was doing everything. I was cooking the meals. I was taking care of the kids. I was working part-time. I had a side hustle. I was, I was doing all the dishwasher. I was doing the laundry. I was doing the lunch boxes. And I was identifying it myself as someone who could do it all. And I didn't, I wasn't being honest with myself. I was living the type A life. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And then I was like, I can't take it. I don't, I can't breathe. Like I don't have, like, it's just too much. It just got too much. And I asked my partner to do the dishwasher at night. And he works very hard. Wait he has a long commute. Wait, so you were doing everything, and then that moment of like, you need to do the dishwasher. Yep, that was the that shift. Was it. But is that was, was that the shift, Blaine? Is that? <laughs> it wasn't the shift. It was the it was the communication. Communication, communication is self care. Yeah. So yeah. it's not the it's not that he did the dishwasher. It's yeah. that I was brave enough. I jumped the barrier the fear barrier that was there. Yeah. I had had enough martyrdom. And I also was so honest with myself. Like, I know I'm awesome. Like, I know I can do it all, mm-hmm. but I sh- don't need to. I shouldn't have to. And, and obviously I shouldn't have to. I mean, no women shouldn't be doing anything they're doing right now, but we are. So the conversation was very simple. Because it was just a, I understand you work really hard, 
and you provide and you do a lot for our family, but I can't, I can't do it all. I feel, I feel like very overwhelmed. I have two very young children. I need your help. Mm-hmm. And he said, of course, of course, he didn't, he didn't even, it wasn't an issue because he just wasn't in that mindset, right? I was in the mindset of, I do all the things. And he was in the mindset, I do my things. And we hadn't crossed paths yet. And that was the very first time that we crossed paths. And that, you know, it was late. I should have asked in the newborn years. Let's be honest, but. Wait, so when did you ask? At five? So Around five years old, yeah. My so, oldest was five. Okay, so, he, so the little one's not even born yet. No, he was two. Oh, he was two. Okay. Yeah, they're three and a half years apart. The three, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was so simple. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it as a moment of, okay, Steph, you did it. It was so scary. It took you five years to do it. Yeah. But you did it. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I mean, it's scientifically proven that we always make things bigger and scarier when we don't know what's going to be the outcome. Right. And so here I am like that exact situation and it's like, Oh, okay. So then it took me maybe a couple more years where I said, you know, I want to start doing every other night lunches. I don't want to make lunch every night. And he was like, okay, but I'm not going to remember. So we need a system. And I was like, okay, whatever you want to do. And so we got on a system and he put it on the calendar and he does, he did lunches every other night. And it was just like this slow unfolding, right? Mm-hmm. And it came from that very first moment where I had to be honest with myself and say, staff, you're, I mean, like this type A stuff's great, but it's not working anymore. Yeah. And If I had continued, I have 13 and 10 now, my kids, if I had continued the way that I was going and we hit that pandemic, Oh my God! I don't know. I don't know. It's like when, what you say, if you hadn't stopped drinking, it's like, I don't know what would have happened, That would have been, but it would not have been good for any of us, but especially for me. Right. Yeah. But I might not even be in this house right now. No. Right. No. Um, and so you got to do scary things sometimes to really make a difference in your life. And it's this funny little, you know, compound effect. It's like you just do a little bit. And I didn't do anything else for years. I was like two years later and then I did a little more. And even just recently, we were talking about this two years into the pandemic. My husband, who normally would work out of the home every day, 12 hours, he's gone. All of a sudden, he's home every single day. And it's different. Let's put it that way. Um, But we got used to it. But two years into that new relationship and that new dynamic, I go to you. I go, oh, no. He could totally be driving the kids to school in the morning. Mm -hmm. Why am I still driving the kids to and from school? This is interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him and I said, what do you think? Would you like to take the kids to school on Wednesdays? Would that be interesting or fun to you? Do you have the time? What works for you? And he was like, now that sounds great. And I'm like, isn't it crazy? It took me this long to think it. And he's like, I know, 
I think we were just stuck in our routines. And it's like, here we go. Yep. It's the list. Back in the routines. We're back. It's yeah, the list. it's the list and the routines. It's so easy. It's it's and, and it's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary for having children. Let's be honest. Like you've mm-hmm. got to be consistent. You have to get them out of the house at the same time every day. You're going to pick them up at the same time. you got to go to basketball at the same time. These are the things you do. And so you get sucked in. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember the forest. Mm-hmm. You know, the trees are there. And it's like, oh, you're here. You're available. This is amazing take this opportunity to bring them to school. And then now he has a whole dynamic with them on Wednesdays. And it's a benefit, not just to me, it's a benefit to us all. And I think that's really the direction that people like me who talk to parents about care and self-mothering or self-care, as people are saying, I think that's the direction that we're trying to push people towards. It's like, Self-care isn't about the bath you take. It's about why you need that bath, right? Or what are you going to do? Do you need alone time? Do you need to talk to your your partner and say, for the next hour, I need to be not interrupted? Because that's the part of the self-care that is the self-care. The bath is your alone time. That's your care. That's your mothering. But the self-care comes from saying to your partner, I need an hour. Yeah. It's or this I word. Need. It's this word self-care yeah. that drives me like. That's I, why I like mothering. Label it. We need to relabel it because self-care is just. Ugh, leaves a bad but We're all such mouth, great mothers. We do. We, we are great parents. We not only provide for our children what they need. Yeah. But also what they want. Yeah. And those are two very different things. And we're busy. <laughs> and we're not doing that for ourselves. We are providing some needs. Yeah. I need caffeine. I need lunch. And it's three o'clock. It's a little late. We're, you know, it's like, I need to drink more water. Those are needs. But what about my wants? Mm-hmm. What about my painting? What mm-hmm. about like being outside? What about a morning where I don't drive the kids to school? Mm-hmm. I think that. If we look at it, the way that we care for our children can be the same way we care for ourselves. So that's why self-mothering feels better for me because I want to be a good mother. Maybe that's your next book. (laughs) It's pretty much in this book that I'm writing right now. So, I mean, we'll see. But I don't know. I find it interesting. And I think that the conversation is changing around self-care. The whole wellness industry makes me crazy. Yeah. So I just, I, I won't go on a rant about that. Why well, you just read your fashion magazines? Yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous. Self-mother yourself. Um, so we know that parenting is hard. We know that we need more self-care. Uh, we know that the way to deepening our relationship with ourselves is through honesty and taking that leap right? Like mm. you did with asking your husband to drive, mm. to try. Can you please like, really? That's yeah, uh, a courageous act within itself. I think I've been talking a True. lot about courageous acts and how we don't recognize them. No. Right. We just don't. It's, mm. it's a courageous act to take a bath. It's yeah. like literally 
that is, let's cheer ourselves on to do that. It's a courageous act to pause instead of react. And sometimes, you know, like I work, sometimes I work at night, right? I teach some classes at night and I will literally pause at the driveway for 10 minutes and just be right. Just love it. Breathing through my time, my space. Nobody's going to bother me in there. Nobody's going to like, can you do this? Is there dessert? What about the dishes? Like new, just being in the moment for 10 minutes. And then I come in and I'm like, okay, I'm here. Here we go. Right. But that's a very bold, courageous act. And it takes a lot of honesty for me to say, this is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Like who, mm-hmm. I didn't get that for a very long time. Yeah. I think, um, do you, well, do you think that it's connected to your practice and learning to reflect? Um, because I think that we're probably already doing a lot of these things and we just are also, it's kind of a combination. We're noticing the things we're already doing, which are great. Mm-hmm. And that then makes us realize, oh, I can do some more of these things for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the practice of noticing is really important because I don't know, as parents, it's so fast. Everything's so fast. It's so, fast. It's so, <laughs> so fast. fast. I mean, I just feel like I cleaned half the like house before I got on a podcast at 930. It's so fast, right? And it's like if I slow down, you know, this morning I also checked in with my son who's home for spring break. And I made sure that like he had something creative to do. And like I made sure that my other son who's having some issues intestinally is like on a new diet. And we talked about prebiotics and probiotics and fiber. Like I did all those awesome things this morning too, but they can get swept up with the other stuff. And it's like sitting down and talking to a 10 year old about their, you know, microbiome is kind of like a big deal. Like <laughs> It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. That's thing. like groundwork. Yeah. Laying the groundwork here Yeah, for healthy eating. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good to pause and remember that we're doing those things and to notice them. And that does take, I think that takes a very committed uh, practice to looking at your life and really like studying it from time to time. So before I got into recovery, I loved this place called the Bodhi tree and the Bodhi tree bookstore was in Los Angeles in West Hollywood. And it was like this iconic bookstore. And mm-hmm. I would go there, uh, you know, it had all the crystals and the incense before crystals and incense were cool. <laughs> and I would just sit in there and inside the Bodhi tree, there were all, you know, it was like self-help, self-help haven, just, you know, soaking it up. So, I mean, this is like 25, over 25 years, 30, maybe 30 years ago, you know, I was still drinking. I was like trying to make sense of my life, trying to seek a higher purpose. And, you know, all of these years that I'm now in recovery, I look back at that time when I was on the self-development like train Mm -hmm. and 
where I'm at now, it is so different. It is so different in the way that my recovery has allowed me to evolve without having to read and seek and try to figure it out. It's just been this natural organic process. And, you know, I love to read, you know, that as well. I'm like big fan of, uh, you know, taking in information. I'm a Gemini moon. So my brain has to be stimulated all the time. (laughs) So there's something about, you know, 30 years ago, I was on this quest and I didn't know how to be very honest with myself, but I knew that I was going to be seeking something for the long haul. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now here I am 25 years sober and I am in this phase where I am like, what's next? You know, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. am I going to go from here? Because I've been doing this for a long time. Like what what else is going to, what else am I going to work on? So when you brought up the pandemic, I was thinking, oh God, that was like such a hard time. Mm -hmm. But I just sat with it because I had my practice. Yeah. Right. Like if I, and again, I, if I didn't have my practice, forget it. Adrian would be like gone. (laughs) Yeah. We'd be living in like a, you know, RV in the woods (laughs) (laughs) alone. (laughs) I think that, and I had a similar, um, my parenting journey is very similar because I went through the whole, I'll read every book. I'll learn every single thing. Because in addition to being a a parent, I was also a professional nanny for 20 years. And so it was like, I will learn, I will learn. And it's like, that really helped me mm-hmm. for my job. Yeah. I became excellent. I mean, you called me, you know, <laughs> yeah, you great, but then great. I'm sitting there and I'm like triggered as fuck <laughs> at home. And I'm like, what is going on? None of this shit is working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because I was trying to fix myself. Yeah. Just yeah. like you were trying to fix yourself. We don't need fixing. No, We're fine. We're ultimately good. Yeah. We're good people yes. that don't need fixing. No. And so it's funny because it that's another act of courage, isn't it? It's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay, it's okay to be imperfect. It's totally okay to be imperfect and it's okay to totally fuck up. Right? It, yes. It, right? It is absolutely 100% okay. Like when I fall down, I'm like, oh man, that was rough, but I needed to fall down. You know, like I really needed to. It's but okay. you're not, you know, you're not falling down because you're a bad person. No. no. The shame that of that. No. That's, I remember living that life, the shame mm-hmm. game of mom guilt. It's like. No. Guilt is different. Guilt is like, oh, I did something really not great. Yeah. But I'm a person that's growing and learning. Yeah. And I've never parented before. <laughs> No one taught me expectation, right? Of like, no one really modeled it well either, and so um, it becomes a different relationship, and it becomes one of like, oh, I can apologize too if I've affected my child in the process of learning. Whereas if you're living in the shame spiral, you can't get out long enough to realize that it's it's fixable because you are good. What's uh, one thing that you've apologized for your kiddos lately? 
one thing. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, recently I, I got, I got to think about it. What about you? Have uh, you done it recently? You know, I realized that when we were on holiday just last week or whenever a week ago, so uh-huh. two weeks ago that Adrian was asking to participate with me. And I was like, I need time. And I kind of was like, just give me a minute, you know, and my (laughs) tone, my tone, right. I I, I was on edge Mm -hmm. and he went back to his room, turned on the golf channel. And I, and I just paused for a moment. I thought that wasn't cool. And I went in immediately Mm -hmm. and said, buddy, I'm so like, Mm. I just need a little moment and then we can go to the pool or we could go on a bike ride. We can do whatever you want. And he was like, I get it, mom. Mm -hmm. But just being aware, like I have to be so. Did you feel that little thing where you were like, I don't want to leave this like this. Yeah, No, I can't. I can't. And we have a rule, him and I, that we can't like at nighttime, we have to have a clean. Yes late at night. Yes. And that's exactly what happened to me last night. And it reminded me of that because I was listening to my husband put my younger one to bed Mm -hmm. and my younger one and my husband have a complicated relationship and (laughs) they're usually good and it's fine. And I stay out of it because I've learned to let him fight his own battles. Um, But there was an issue around the fact that he wanted to keep the cat in his bed overnight. <laughs> and we don't do that. There's no litter box in the room. Like, yeah. We don't do that. It's consistent rule. But there was some hemming and hawing going on. And I was like, hmm. Oh, no. So I walked in and I said, I can't even believe that you're treating your father like this. This is not okay. We have rules. And she needs to leave the room. And Cortland, my son, was like, okay, mom, you're right. And then he gave me the cat and my husband and I left and he said goodnight and we left. And then I, I was standing there in the hallway and I was just like, oh, shoot. I cannot yell at my child right before they go to bed. No, I no. remember lying in my bed, hating my mother, yep. hating it and hating her for things that like, you know, maybe she was just a little stressed out that day. But I was just like, you know, deep. And it was like young 10, 11, 12, his age. And I was like, I'm not going to do that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's not right. And I'm a good person and I can go in and I can make it right. And I went back in and I said, okay, I definitely don't want to leave it that way with me yelling at you. And I feel really bad. And I'm so sorry. And want to talk, do you want to talk to me about it? And he was like, no, mom, I just want to talk to you about this other thing. And I was like, okay, here we go. So So I had to listen. I had to listen to some like long story about, I don't know, a war plan or something Uh or like, oh no, he read me Garfield. He loves to read me the comics. Of course. So I had to listen to, you know, few Garfield comics and I was like, all right, I love you. Good night. And then I left and I was like, okay, reset. And now I'm not going to bed with mom guilt. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Isn't that magical? It's like, oh, I, I mean, it's just, and it comes from that feeling you get and from the mindfulness to notice it. Oh, this doesn't feel right. 
And it's not because I'm bad. It's not because I'm a bad mom. Because I used to say to myself, oh, you just yelled at him because you're just like so horrible and there's nothing that you can do about it. And go and like, you know, drink your drink and just go to bed and cry about it. Right. And it's like, or you could say, no, I'm a good person that made a mistake and also like is a little frustrated because he was trying to push it. Mm -hmm. But that's also, their job, right? Kids, that's their job. It's their job. It's, yeah. He loves that cat, you yeah. know, like I get it, but we have rules. Um, but he didn't deserve to go to bed with his mom being mad at him. Right. Yeah. No one does. Makes the world a difference. We matter so away. much to them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, gratitude and being mindful, uh, being, well, being present. Right. I mean, yeah. that's what, that that's what my recovery has given me is the ability to be present. Yeah. I think that's what the, you know, the, yeah, that's what with my road to recovery has. It's been about becoming really present with people. And sometimes people are like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just here with you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You got anything? I'm like, no, I'm just here with oh. you. Sometimes it's a little alarming to them. <laughs> like what? Because because people don't expect it. They're like, what? wait a minute, don't you want to gossip or don't you want to get into anything? And I'm like, no, I'm just here. Don't you have a story in your head that you want to share? Like, yeah, no. I mean that. I mean that's the cool thing about being in recovery and really being dedicated to emotional wellness mm-hmm. is that I'm constantly clearing my plate. You know, like the cobwebs, um, making sure that, and that's really being honest every single day. Like every single day I am assessing, uh, because I don't want to have that resentment that, you know, you were talking about earlier. I don't want my kid going to bed angry. I hate that. Like it's Mm -hmm. not okay. Yeah. Um, and I definitely don't want my, you know, my partner, to be all angry with me and you know, like, rah, 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 you know, cause then divorce is going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's at my core, honesty is this pillar that I stand on every single day, every day. It's so hard. Yeah. But it's necessary. Yeah. True. It's necessary. And I think that, um, from it, there's a lot of good things that grow. Yeah. But you can't be afraid. <laughs> no, you got you to jump in and just ask for what you need and get the support. And it's the hardest part, yeah. though. Yeah. It's like, if I look, will I find all those things that I'm really bad at or... Will I discover I really, truly am not good enough, right? It's like, yeah, why don't you I sell your paintings? Your paintings are so good. That's a great question. And um, of course, you're going to make me think about that. You're <laughs> that. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> um, it's really hard for me to get into it and then n- not come back out. <laughs> All right. I'll leave that there and just... yeah. Noodle next month. (laughs) I'm 
Yeah, I think that's a good place to noodle because I do have the intention to bring beauty into this world. And right now that beauty is coming out as this book I'm writing um, on parenting with gratitude. But I really do need visual beauty in my life. And I see the world in color and shapes and Mm -hmm. it does not feel good to look around and see them and know how to mix them and make them come alive on paper and not do it. Mm-hmm. There's a missing step. Yeah. So I understand that. And I'll get there. You'll find it. Yeah. It's definitely a fear thing right now. It's the same. It's like the same as not asking about the dishwasher for five years. It's the same fear. Yeah. You'll, you'll I'll get there. Through it. I know you will. Uh, okay, we're at our time. Um, I've loved hanging out with you. So good to catch up. Yeah, as per usual. Yeah, uh, we'll be here again next month talking about something else really fun. I don't know what, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Thanks for being with me. Of course. May you find something bright, something light, and something so delicious it fills you up so you can be the best you can be. Until next time, take good care. We'll see you soon. Wow. Right? She's awesome. I'm so grateful for Steph. I hope you will connect with her and find out more about what she's doing with Parent Differently and Parent with Gratitude and really dig in, you know, ask her questions in the community. And you can also find her over on uh, the Connected Call Moment. Have you downloaded that podcast yet? Five days a week. All right. I have all kinds of goodies for you. Have a wonderful moment. I'll see you next time.